Hey there, welcome to the Path to Transformation. I'm your host, Tammy Udoenko. I'm a former elementary school teacher turned health and wellness coach. After experiencing burnout and loss, I set forth on my own journey to wellness. Now I help women transform their lifestyles to prevent burnout, experience more joy, and feel good in their skin. If you've ever dealt with stress, anxiety, or perfectionism, you are in the right place. I will be talking about all things wellness and mindset to the highs and lows that life might throw at us. There's no sugarcoating or toxic positivity here. It's time to get real. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the first episode of my podcast, The Path to Transformation. I'm so excited that you are listening in today. So whether you are driving in your car, folding your laundry, walking your dog, cooking, my favorite time to listen to podcasts, um, we are going to be talking all about burnout today. So I experienced burnout firsthand. And you might have yourself as well, or at least have heard the word thrown around elsewhere uh, in your life. Um, But before we get started, yes, this is the first episode of my podcast, and I hope to release episodes every Tuesday to Spotify and iTunes, and maybe Google, but as of right now, those two. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I am super excited to be doing this and I am going to try my best to not lose my train of thought (laughs) when I'm speaking. Um, I feel like I am, you know, self-diagnosing as we all do with things, but um, I think I might actually have ADHD and I just didn't know, or at least my concussion like brought out bigger symptoms, like brought it out because since then, eh, like six, seven years ago, whatever it was, I just feel like my attention is much different. And yeah, so I'm going to try not to lose my train of thought when I talk to you guys. (laughs) Uh, So burnout is defined as a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion. Uh, caused by excessive and prolonged stress. So that is helpguide.org's definition. So excessive and prolonged stress. So a stressed person, and what's the difference between stress and burnout? A lot of people are like, well, what's the difference? And you might just, some people might just throw around like, oh, I'm feeling so burnout this week. But really when it like burnout is really more, it takes time to get there. Um, so again, prolonged. So day after day after day, week after week, feeling this way. Um, so with burnout, it reduces your product productivity and saps your energy, leaving you feeling increasingly helpless, hopeless, cynical, and resentful. Eventually, you may feel like you have nothing more to give. So that's another quote from Um, that website. But hopelessness is a very big theme with burnout because a stressed person, when their stressor ends, um, they can see relief, but a person that's experiencing burnout doesn't really see relief to, well, they don't really see their stressor ending. Therefore, they, it's hopeless. Like they don't feel like, this is going to end. It's never ending. Um, so when one does have burnout, 
They are physical symptoms. There are emotional symptoms. There are behavioral symptoms. As you've probably heard, <laughs> millennials are referred to as before, you know, the burnout generation. And especially right now, I figured, well, why not start with this topic? Because, well, this is kind of where it all started for me, but also a lot of people that I talk to are experiencing this right now. And yeah, there's the, um, what did they call it? The every, like where a lot of people are leaving their jobs, whatever I forget. Oh my God. Um, so, so yeah, I figured this was a great topic to start on. So yeah, as I said that they, that stress and burnout do differ. Stress is, they, it produces a sense of urgency and hyperactivity, but a burnout produces helplessness and hopelessness. Stress, there's like a loss of energy, but with burnout, there's a loss of motivation, ideals, and hope. So you might feel like, um, like even the simplest thing, like your, I don't know, to-do list, like make your bed or like put the dishes away or um, do X, Y, Z after work or do X, Y, Z for work. It just might seem like a huge feat. Like even though it's like something that would have taken you like a little bit of time before or like just a little energy. Now it just seems like so much because you might feel exhausted and, you know, hopeless and just so drained. Like you can't, get anything done. Also with stress, it leads to it can lead to anxiety disorders, but with burnout, it can lead to detachment and depression. So yeah, there's definitely and it's not to say that if you do have burnout, you can't also have, have anxiety, but yeah, but there's more of a like the hopelessness and the depression that can lead to um well, burnout can lead to that. One a misconception I feel like that a lot of people might think when they think of burnout is that it's only for people working nine to fives or, or, you know, corporate or whatever, but burnout, anybody can experience burnout. So it can be a caretaker can have burnout. So maybe a mom taking care of people, or if um, somebody in one's family is like sick, really it's for anybody can experience it. There's also subtypes of burnout, which I found really interesting um, when I like, you know, did research when I first started, you know, figuring out like, oh my God, like, you know, a few years ago, like, what is this burnout? Like, so there is frenetic burnout, which is when people, they channel so much energy into their work and it often results and it's also often as a result of anxiety. So, you know, you got to get this done, got to get this done, got to get this done. And you have that anxious feeling and um, you might completely disregard work-life balance. Um, there's also under-challenged burnout, which I was like, holy crap, like, this is so... This one is like not talked about at all, this subtype, but that monotonous work doing the same thing every day at your job and like there's nothing interesting or exciting that happens. So, and then there's also worn out burnout, which is uh, consistently when you have like a consistent source of the intense stress from that work. So, so yeah, those are the three subtypes that we don't, you know, we just think burnout, but there's a different, different types. So yeah, as far as my burnout story, I think I should start with college because I definitely also, bur I feel like was experiencing burnout in college. I was always a like 
type, not type A, I don't know what to say, but perfectionist. And I definitely loved having, you know, getting good grades and doing my best on work. And, oh, I had to look good. But like behind all that really was limiting beliefs for me of I'm not good enough because there was... And if you like think back to yourself, like these little stories or like little like whispers that you hear like yourself say like that, it really started for me like in elementary school when something happened and I was like, oh my God, like I felt stupid. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm not smart enough. So that basically the I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough really fueled my perfectionism. So I had to try to like do really well. And I also wanted to, you know, make my parents happy, but not that they ever weren't happy but I definitely wanted to to do well for for them too so yeah I the perfectionism definitely fueled my work ethic uh I also feel like I was in college for I would say like you know freshman year experiencing it was just a change a very huge transition for me and like as as for it is for everybody really but I'm not as good as uh, maybe as others with like transitions and like at that time I was very shy too so like it was hard for me to like to try to branch out and whatever but yeah so so I would kind of bury myself in in the work and I'd want to again do well the perfectionism striving I had had to get A's because but it was really like work was filling a void of connection and having fun like it was filling a void for me me and you know I thought oh like if I do really well like everything will be be good and like (laughs) whatever so yeah I would spend a lot of time in the library doing this work like like ridiculous like well I'm judging myself now but (laughs) but um yeah I would literally you know go to the library on Saturday mornings and then I'd you know maybe do something Saturday night or like Sunday early I'd go to the library and like just spend so much time on one freaking paragraph like oh it was just you know not fun and so I continued to do that work ethic for I guess like probably it was definitely freshman year and then I think it, I kind of had that similar pattern pattern junior and senior year. So after college, when I did a program, I did like a a service program and you probably know which one begins with the T. But yeah, so I did that program and they place you in title one schools. So schools maybe that are have like higher poverty and I got placed in the school with fourth grade. I was taking a master's degree program too. So there I felt I wanted to do well, obviously, but this was also so not something that I didn't go to college for. I went for communications and this was obviously education. So there was already like, I don't belong here. Like thoughts, like the imposter, I didn't know it was called imposter syndrome, but I had imposter syndrome so much. I was like, I felt like a phony and a frog. So I'm like, why am I here? Like, I like this. I love to learn. I feel like you know, I'm not prepared. And like, so yeah, I was underprepared and I feel like there wasn't great support for the teachers, first year teachers, I would say. So yeah, that day, every day was a challenge for me there. And I tried to do my best, but then also like with the, you know, limiting beliefs and stuff that I was experiencing, I'm just like, I'd really try. And like, I just didn't notice any change. I wasn't really getting much done in the classroom because there was a lot of interruptions every day. So that just literally was like an everyday thing. Then I would go home and I would do 
grad school work or maybe some grading or whatever for teaching. And then I'd wake up early, get to school early to try to finish a few things and then stay a little bit late. And like, you know, the same thing literally every day for the most part. I would call home like every night and I'd be like, in tears or just like in a negative space and I'd be like complain to my mom or whoever and just like vent basically. Yeah, so I would use my weekends. A lot of times we had grad school class one of the weekends a month, the Saturday a month, like we'd do I'd have to do class like all day and then um I'd have to to do some work for grad school for on like Sunday and I just slowly but surely like started to do the same thing I did in college basically, which was like really invest myself in the work. Kind of like how we said the frenetic burnout. I think that's what I probably experienced. I wanted to make sure I did well and get things done and yeah I just started to start to see other things fun things that I enjoyed tv whatever like hang out with people just as frivolous like as I did in college too like that freshman year I was telling you about so yeah I started to get really isolated it was I already had the anxiety but yeah I started to feel down I started to not I wasn't I wasn't really into cooking then but I also wouldn't really quote unquote have time to cook so I would just make something fast and quick and easy and then I would get back to work right after that and yeah I would sleep I'd go to bed pretty late too probably like 11 or like 10 30 which I guess isn't that late but for a teacher if you're a teacher <laughs> you know we like to get to bed early or at least try so yeah that I wasn't eating great I also found felt that you know I, I got out of work by 4 15 or whatever maybe well if I stayed after, it was even later, but I found that I was like, oh, I can't have, I don't have time to like go to the gym. I don't have time to work out. All these things that I like enjoyed, whether it was like reading or uh, again, just like spending time with people were just seen as frivolous, like too much. So I just didn't do them. And that eventually over time, you know, like week after week after week and like just so drained. Then, you know, February came and like for teachers, it's such like a, ugh. The time between like right after winter break to like spring break, especially if spring break is in like April, which it is again, it's like so, oh my gosh, there's like no days off. Eventually, it was just starting to feel really, really, really tired and even worse. And I'm just like, I feel like I can't, oh, this is like too much. Like I need a break. But I also didn't believe in taking breaks because if I took breaks, I'd be more behind with the classroom. I have to prepare more. Taking breaks just... I didn't feel like I had to take a day off. I felt bad for taking a day off. Oh, I'm not sick. Like, why not go to work? <laughs> so yeah, then I got, you know, news that, well, actually I called my mom. I was actually like crying. And I was like, mom, like, oh, I'm having a bad day. Da, da. And like, she sounded weird. And I was like, she's like, I was like, mom, what, like, what's wrong? She's like, oh, I just like, don't feel good. And I'm like, okay. And I kind of like brushed it off. And she's like, it's okay. Like, don't worry. Like, it'll be all right. And I'm like, okay. So I hung up the phone and then, you know, a few hours later, I found out that she passed away. So, you know, after that experience a little bit, I just realized, you know, I have to change things. I have to change like what I'm, how I'm living my life. Like this is too much. Like life, you know, happiness matters and my health matters and I got to change my ways. If my mom didn't pass away, I honestly don't know what would have happened. And I'm not saying I'm glad she passed away, obviously, because I'm not. <laughs> but I think I probably would have had to take time off. Like I just don't think I was so burnt out and emotionally exhausted. I don't think I could have kept going and like I try to see the silver lining in everything but 
obviously losing her like was not good but I had I had to take that time for myself like it forced me to take time off and if she didn't pass away I honestly don't know what I've done if you're currently experiencing burnout what's behind burnout could be a few things so perfectionism or like type a personality you know having to have things perfect uh anxiety could be mixed in with that a also like i mentioned earlier limiting beliefs so i'm not good enough i'm not worthy i'm not smart enough all these things could be fueling your work your your work uh for your job whatever uh avoiding you could a person could be doing things to avoid dealing with things or like past trauma whatever and could be using like all these activities to distract oneself so you probably know somebody that was like always freaking busy you could a person could become burnout because they they over overpack their schedule to avoid things uh and then of course you're a high stress work environment could be fueling your burnout or the under challenged environment that could be also fueling your burnout how to change our burnout is there's a lot of things so this is what i feel like was huge for me learning this okay so obviously we think of like oh our health like my mental health my 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 physical health but it's really our mental physical spiritual and then some people include emotional too, which I feel like it kind of goes into all of them. But either way, that mental, physical, spiritual aspect of our life, our health, we have to think of it in three different sectors, but they are all interconnected. So if one piece, if we haven't been focusing on one piece enough, then we, each area basically is affected by this. Once I started realizing that, oh my God, my health's just not just my mental health and like, <laughs> I'm sick like oh my god like my spiritual health that has something to do with how I'm feeling mentally like what like I don't know it was so eye-opening to me when I figured that out start realizing that we have you know these three areas of our health so mental health is obviously doing things like if one if you need to seek you know therapy or whatever like dealing with underlying issues but also then doing things that do help our mental health like meditation or journaling going to therapy whatever you know that might be to help that physical health is our nutrition what we eat our working out moving our body understanding any health issues that are genetic understanding you know current health issues like looking at that stuff and then spiritual health this was big your connection to yourself to others and to a community which when I was burnt out that was like the biggest thing I, that was missing for me you know, was that community that doing things for myself, like, oh, that was just, oh, it's just a waste of time. I can't do that. Like, but no, we need to focus on all three of these areas in order to feel good. They are all interconnected. Another thing that is super important for bettering ourselves, finding more balance, beating burnout is setting boundaries. And boundaries are so important because you might think people are going to offend, like get offended by setting boundaries. Or you might think like people are going to think I'm like a loser for like staying in and not going out like on Friday. Like, you know, we have these thoughts about maybe about what other people are going to think about us setting these boundaries. But boundaries are so important. They protect your, you know, your mental health. They protect maybe you know your physical health they protect like our spiritual health they protect 
They are so important. And I feel like a person that truly has your best interest will understand that you have these boundaries. And it's important, of course, to communicate like, hey, I need this boundary because I'm feeling, you know, X, Y, Z and not, you know, going to this event is going to help me get some rest and, you know, get rejuvenated, whatever. Uh, And the person I feel like should, should understand, but I totally get that it can be very difficult and uncomfy to set these boundaries, but literally they're, I feel like the biggest thing that helped me change was having this boundary or setting these boundaries and unapologetically setting them too is important. So understanding like, I need this for myself. I need this for my health and I'm going to feel better with this in place. Uh, So yeah, setting boundaries with work at your, you know, your work you might need to do, setting it with others. So like friends, co workers, whoever, setting it with family is super. I've, I've worked with clients that are like saying, you know, my mom like calls me all the time and like, and I'm just, or she comes over unannounced and like we talked about setting it with that. But, and also with yourself, setting boundaries with yourself, because if you are like me and, and you want to keep working and maybe you do love your work and it's just like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm like so excited when I do this stuff. And then it's like, holy crap, it's like 7 PM. Setting boundaries with ourselves is so important. Like I'm going to close my laptop at 6 p.m. and I am not going to do anything else. Like understanding it's for our health, you know, it's so critical for us to stay healthy. But yeah, I think setting boundaries with ourselves can even be like really tricky because you're like, oh, I can just do 10 more minutes of work. I could just uh, skip my workout and, you know, do this. Another thing is to check in with yourself often. That is going to really help you, you know, prevent burnout. So like, how am I feeling? what do I need? Do I need that rest? Like, do I need a nap? Do I need to put stuff down and go take a walk and do something fun? And also shifting your perspective on work. This is going to really help you make some changes in your life, but like the overall change. So this one has to, honestly, I think is like, where you can start. Ask yourself, do I live to work or work to live? Because when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, like, because I think that's what, you know, the Western culture, we are overworked. Shifting that perspective on work, putting yourself on a higher pedestal than work. Like, yes, of course, I know everybody's got different bills and, and uh, expenses and maybe families and like whatnot. So I'm not saying quit your job or anything like that, but really prioritizing your health because you can still be very invested in your work and a hard worker, but setting those like those critical boundaries and being like, this is my time and this is for me and, you know, mentally detaching from thinking about work. That is like so, so important for, you know, to prevent burnout. And then reevaluate your priorities, which is what I was just saying. So really starting to make you a priority, putting yourself again on that pedestal. Yes, work is important, but your health is important and your health is irreplaceable. A lot of times, sometimes the damage is done. Like we can't turn back. Really shifting that shifting and putting yourself first understanding that that's super important so yeah just so just to recap anybody can become burnout and why are you burning out that's really important to ask yourself so is it perfectionism or is it limiting beliefs is it are you just over like packing your schedule because you don't want to 
think of things that maybe have happened in the past or like accept that, oh my God, like I'm lonely when I'm not doing all these things. How to change, really looking at that mental, physical, and spiritual health, doing things that benefit those, setting boundaries in all areas of your life, and checking in with yourself daily. How are you doing? And shifting that perspective on work, making you a priority. Those things are going to help you prevent burnout in the future. So if you feel like you still are dealing, you know, with burnout or you want like a little help, I do have a free freebie calendar. Um, I call it a mind, body, spirit calendar. So in the beginning, I I know I sent it to a few people last month, but I'm going to talk about it again more in February. So yeah, basically for me, I've been lost without it. I have no ink in my printer, so I haven't printed it. But yeah, so I have basically every day has a different symbol and you check off on each day like what you did and this for me personally I need that checker like to literally check things off or else I get off track and I like forget to do some of these things right so so that's why I love if you're a checklist lover like me I will just dm me or whatever and I will send it over to you because it is helpful uh so in the beginning though I will I do have like a greater explanation of what you can do to benefit your mental health what you can do to benefit your physical, what some things you can do to benefit your spiritual health. So yeah, if you want that, let me know. Um, And then yeah, next week on February 1st, I will have my free masterclass on burnout. So I'm going to do it February 1st, I think it's a Tuesday at 7.30pm. Yeah, that'll be free. So definitely come if you want to learn more. And I'll probably, I should definitely record it and I can send it if you can't come live or whatever. So DM me, let me know if you would like an invite to that. If you want to learn more about coaching uh, with me, you can also DM me or check some of my like highlights on Instagram. So thanks so much for listening and I hope you have a beautiful week. Thanks so much for joining me on the path to transformation today. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to share it with a friend or tag me on Instagram at TammyU underscore wellness and tell me your takeaways. All right. Until next time, sending you all the love. I'll talk to you soon.